Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. So I'm over here literally stifling my laugh because Chris had to go and put a tank top on instead of her t-shirt because she's sweating that much knowing that I will be talking about the birth control pill in today's episode. Chris, how are you feeling? Sweating. I feel a little clammy. Do I need to call your therapist? Uh, I'm, I'm sweating. Get them on the line. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Katie. Even when we talk about this in team meetings... Your level goes from like zero to 10 and we're all like, you know, (gasps) you don't really love this. I don't. You don't. I get kind of angry about it. You do. I'm here for moral support for everybody else. (laughs) I'm going to be filtering the F-bomb. I'm going to be like, you can't hear her. (laughs) I'm going to like put this like in titles, explicit, explicit content. Please wear headphones if you have small children. But Chris basically is your emotional support dog for the day. I am. I'm like, do you want me to say anything? It kind of went like this. So we all know we do very quick cliff notes. There's no scripting and stuff. It's just like, what do the clients say? What do we need to know? What irritates us? That's kind of the concept, right? Katie's like, okay, today's post acne. She's like, what do we want to say? And all I hear is, and then in two seconds, she's like, okay, ready to go live? I'm like, she's like, the anxiety. Speaking from last week, <laughs> I'm just very passionate about this topic because it's, it's what led me to have acne. And I think it's, I'm so passionate about it is because I was never told mm-hmm. the very real impacts that the pill has on the body. So I'll share a little bit of, about my post or my birth control story. Chris, I'll let you chime in. If you, you know, can catch a breath and like, did everybody hear that? I will let you, Chris. She's going to have to take a crowbar and like pull back my paragraphs, like insert her be like, Hey, hey, what about me? I'm here. I'm a co-host. I'm I'm a (laughs) co-host. So both, both Chris and I have previously taken the birth control pill. As I'm sure many of you listening, I don't think I have a single girlfriend or family member that hasn't taken the pill at some point in the time. Very, very rare to hear that. Even in, you know, Chris with our own clients, it is extremely rare where we come across an acne client that hasn't used some form of birth control over their life. And anytime we get that unicorn, we're like, no, I've never done taking the birth control. I've never done. I'm like, oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are you unicorns out there. Thank you for coming to me because the birth control pill really messes with the body. And think about it, Chris, how often are clients given the birth control pill at 11? 12 years of age, 13, 14, 15, these very young girls that maybe haven't even started going through that transitionary period, haven't started getting their period, or they've just gone it and their body's trying to catch their footing and we're slamming it full of birth control pill. 
birth control and synthetic hormones, and then they take it for 20, 25, 30 years, and they come off and their body's a hot mess. Absolutely. Clients, I often say, what is the reason for the birth control? Was it for your acne? So what we do, was it for acne? Was it sexual active? Was it painful periods? So many, absolutely. So many clients say, my period was irregular. I had cramping. I didn't do well. And boom. And I'm like, and you're 11. Now people, children are getting their menses earlier and earlier and earlier. And we talked about those estrogen inducing, you know, water bottles, even we want you to drink more water bottle, but here's a plastic water bottle. And I know people that, you know, take their kids to soccer and then leave them in the trunk. Ugh. And what happens, Chris, when plastic heats up and cools and heats up and cools, all of those toxins, there's no other word for them. They're toxins. They leach into the water. You ingest them and bam, bam. So yeah, it, the birth control, if you elect it, at an age where you can make that decision to go on it because you want to use it for methods for sexual activity, that's much different than being told that you need to take it because it's the only way mm -hmm. that your symptoms, are, your symptoms are going to disappear, your symptoms. So what does that tell you? We're treating symptoms. We're not treating the issue. And what I see as a big problem is women are told this is the only way. I've, I've actually had, um, I remember one woman ended up in my DMs. I rate with me. How dare you talk bad about birth control pill when I have to take it for my PMDD because there's no other option for me. Guess what? I've had PMDD, didn't take the birth control pill to fix the issue. I was able to do it by going after the root cause. And I don't blame that woman that was irate in my DMs because it's, it's not her fault. She's been told by traditional Western medical doctors. And again, I, I never like to loop everybody under this because there are some phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal Western medical doctors. And Western medicine can absolutely be life-saving. But there's so many that are almost a little lazy, take the easy way out and say, oh, you have painful periods. Oh, you have irregular periods. Oh, you have PMS. Oh, you have acne. Just take the birth control pill. It does nothing to go after the root cause. And they're like, oh, you just need to balance your hormones, take the pill. Guess what? Because what this woman said in the DMs was like, my hormones aren't balanced. I have to take the pill in order for them to be balanced. Here's a big thing. Let's everybody stop what you're doing and listen to this. The birth control pill doesn't balance your hormones. One more time. The birth control pill does not balance hormones. It simply masks the symptoms you're experiencing and can not only contribute to existing hormonal imbalances, but can create new hormonal imbalances that you never had before taking the birth control pill. So I'm going to tell my story, and then we're going to dig into why this happens. So for me, I had totally fine periods. I wasn't having sex, wasn't having painful periods, like no PMS, everything was fine and dandy. And I was probably 14 or 15 when I went to my doctor, and I just asked it because it was the right, Chris, it was the cool thing to do yeah. was to take the birth control pill. All my girlfriends were, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. This is fun. And I remember walking into my family doctor and she didn't even ask. She was, she didn't ask if I had any symptoms. She's like, yep, I'll be right back. She came back with a stack of six, um, uh, uh boxes of a less, the birth control pill I took at the time, six boxes, yes. handed it to me for free. And I left the office. She said, uh, I'll come back in six months when you need more. That was the end of that. I was never told how it could impact my body and how it did end up impacting my body. It was like, yep, here's this 
no issues kept going on. I took the birth control pill for a decade, a full decade. And for me, I always thought that the PMS that I had that I was getting from the birth control pill was just part of my personality. I thought I was crazy. I thought I was just moody. I thought it was just part of being me, but it wasn't me. It was the medication that I was on. And in my early 20s, this was probably, I don't know, year nine taking the pill. I can't remember. Uh, my girlfriend, she was like, oh my God, I got an IUD. I don't have to take the pill. I don't have to remember because we all know you got to remember to take the pill. <laughs> I just have it in there and I, and I don't have to get a change for five years. I'm like, what is this magic? So I went to my doctor and I was like, yep, yeah, I want to get the IUD. I think I got the Mirena or whatever the formal one-on-one is at the time. And almost immediately within like a few weeks, I, my perfectly clear skin, because I'd never had acne in my life. Like I had filter flawless skin. I was also on the pill at the time. When I switched the IUD, guess what happened, Chris? I got that braille-like acne, that fine skin-colored textured breakouts across my forehead, in between my brows, on my temples, the tops of my cheeks, and the sides of my chin. And I was like, WTF? I remember when I was dating, I was dating Frank at the time, now my husband. And I remember looking in his mirror being like, what is happening to my skin? I can't go to the bar tonight looking like this. Oh my God. And I remember going home that weekend and I stole, because my my younger brother, he dealt with acne when he was in high school. I stole all of his medicated acne medication. Please don't anyone tell Tim I did this. He'll be so angry at me to this day. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> and I was slathering it on the medicated, but it was burning my skin and it was making it so red and irritated. And this went on for another six months. And I was like, I, I didn't know at the time because I wasn't a nutritionist, but I knew there was something going on with the birth control. So I went back to my doctor and was like, hey man, something's happening in here because I never had acne before. We switched my switched to my IUD. She goes, no, no, there's no way changing your birth control could cause you to have acne. I'm just going to give you an antibiotic. I'm, I'm, just, we could, I'm, I'm just going to give you this. I'm just going to give you that. And I'm like, no, you're not listening. And I forced her to take it out. Like, even me, shy, I was very shy and like, don't want to rock the boat, Katie, back then. I was like, no, I, I need you to take this out. So after six months, had it taken out um, and I went back on the birth control pill right away. My skin continued to get worse because now it's the body's like, Katie, like, what are you doing to us? We can't figure out what you want from us. And I was now getting the big cystic acne. I was getting cystic, painful, deep pimples, Chris, on my jawline, on my chin, on my tops of my shoulders, the backs of my arm, my like throughout my back. I was getting some on my chest. Like I was getting like full-blown body acne. And at the time, I was working in television. So not only was I working for Hockey Night in Canada, which is in, you know, in Canada, it's our biggest weekly production in the country. So I was rubbing elbows with NHL executives and players and all of these celebrities and, and really important people. But here I was with a face full of acne, slathering on 45 layers of makeup, which looked cakey and gross, so desperately wanting to be taken seriously. But I felt like I was being judged for my skin. And at the same time, I was also working on camera. I worked at a local cable station and I was a videographer and location host. So I was shooting, editing, and hosting all of my stuff. And this is just when a lot of TV stations were switching to H from SD to HD. I'm dating myself again here. And when all of a sudden I saw my breakouts, Chris, on HD, I'm like, whoa, here, no more close-ups for Katie. 
We're doing wide shots. We're like standing certain ways. We're lighting in certain ways. I would part my hair if my breakouts were bad on one side. I would actually have the guest I was interviewing stand on at a different angle. I would be like, hey, cameraman, you can't shoot me like this because it was impacting my self-esteem. And I was really struggling and trying to figure out what to do. And it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then about six months before my wedding, I, um, my, my sister-in-law was like, well, Katie, like if you want to have give me nieces or nephews anytime soon. Like you need to consider getting off the pill and it could also be impacting your skin. And I was like, Katie, her her name is also Katie Stewart. Super confusing. She's Katie one. I'm Katie two. I was like, Katie one. I don't know what you're talking about here, but I gave it a little more thought. And I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to come off of it. So I made the horrible decision to come off the birth control pill like three months before my wedding. Chris, what do you think happened? Your face was beautiful and you were excited my f- and everything went well. <laughs> my face. I don't know how to answer. I'm still sweating. No. Babe, Chris is still having like heart palpitations back here. I was like, what? This cannot happen for my wedding. I went back on the birth control pill about a month before my wedding, just to, in, out of desperation to try and clear it up. Mm-hmm. My skin, maybe just sort of kind of not really cleared up enough for my wedding day. Like I still remember having to put color correctors and powders and concealers. And like, I I can still see like those cake spots and some of our wedding photos. So I don't put those ones up and it was really impacting my self-worth. And then I came off of the pill as soon as we got back from the honeymoon. I'm like, F this, I'm figuring this out. I don't even care. And at that same time, I had decided to go back to school to study nutrition. And we all love any nutritionists know that. Is it um, Elon Hosk, Ellen Hosk, Hosk? Who's a staying healthy with nutrition, like four inch dark blue textbook that you teach? Yes, Elon. That one. There was a page in there, Chris. I'm sure Chris will rhyme off the page number and paragraph. And it was on how the birth control pill impacts your body. And in there, there was a paragraph on how it can contribute to acne. And I was like, hold the effing phone here. What do you mean the birth control impacts your body? I was never told this. And that's what really lit a fire under me to figure it out because I'd done the lotions, the potions, the medications, all of the things I'd spent, Chris, in a five-year period, do you know how much I'd spent on my face? $10,000, oh, Chris, 10 grand no, I spent on my face. No. no, but let me break it down. No. Let me break it down. That's $2,000 a year. That's under $200 a month. How many women do you know that can easily spend $200 a month on their acne? from face, like a, a chemical peel alone is like 200 bucks. You want to go and buy a new mask or cleanser. Like, yeah, for sure. In a te- so anyone listening, like if you've been dealing with acne, maybe in your brain, like don't let your spouse or somebody else see how much you've spent on your skin. But small fortune has been sent. I spent a small fortune trying to figure this out when I was attacking it from the wrong spot. So when we look, Chris, at the birth control pill, what are the, th- or what are the four main ways here? I'm going to let Chris talk. So I'm feeling bad. I've hogged this, the stage for 15 minutes and I'm going to let Chris talk. <laughs> I'm going to allow Chris to speak everybody. <laughs> I'll turn her mic back on. <laughs> so Chris, four ways. What are the four ways we always chat with clients about how the birth control pill impacts their skin? Go. Uh, like the risks. Is this <laughs> what I'm doing here? Um, I so- <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing, everybody. I know she doesn't want to be like, Chris, we need to talk about this. But no, it's it's the gut implications, the detox organs, the hormones, and the nutrients. Yes. Livers, the hormones. Yeah, for sure. We need to, I mean, come on. Like, if you haven't heard it once, you've heard it a hundred times. Gut, 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 right? That's going to help chill everything out. The liver has to detoxify. That's going to chill things out, but 
we also have to see what's methylating and how we're metabolizing those hormones. So if we got a whole lot of junky stuff going on in that liver and it's not happy and we've got a little bit of anger and a little bit of some issues too, for sure, we have to be careful. You know, when we're going after the gut, you go after it in sequence. So gut, liver, hormones, we also have to balance through those nutrients. And those nutrients are going to be things like zinc and copper. And you said IUD. Oh, we haven't gone to IUD yet. That's a, that's a whole nother topic. And there's different... no. Yeah, but when we, when we insert and we're talking IUD, right, there's different types. So always remember that when I say those hormones and the nutritional balances, which we can talk about later if you want, if I'm allowed. If you're allowed, if I allow it. <laughs> I'm just here to press start and stop, yeah. I think. No, no. But and essentially you have the endometriosis and we've done the PCOS. So please go back because that's going to be really the forerunner of how we have the gut, we have the liver, we have the hormones. The reason why that we have separate podcasts for these is because they are their own operating systems in unison with everything else. When we see the nutritional deficiencies, zinc, I always say no zinc, no zinc, no zinc, no dink. Male hormone. Zinc for the dink. Zinc for the dink, baby. Yeah. Um, I can't take, you know how many, I can't take credit for that. That's a Julie Danilux saying, but it's stuck okay. with me clearly. Oh, I, I, zinc for the dink. I've heard that in, in school. I saw that. Yeah. So I think it's very common. I mean, in our world, it is for sure. But let's look at, you know, copper, even being vegan. Please don't hate me. Being vegan, right? We're eating higher copper foods. Copper is part of your hormone pathway. It's not that I want you to stop all your copper or I want you to go omnivore. It's not like that. But what copper can do just in the nutritional forefront is we can see estrogen dominance. So now we're taking a pill, perpetuating estrogen dominance, eating or consuming or have implanted copper. And now we can get a cascade of symptoms. We always call copper more of a woman or a female. So male, zinc, female copper. So we can see psychological issues. So those, that lady that you said that PMDD, she's like, well, think about that psychological issues. You feel off, right? Mm -hmm. Gallbladder issues. Can they even break down their fats? If we have 50 plus hormones and they're all fat based, we can't. Then we're going to get depression, anxiety, severe PMS. We're going to insomnia, mental fatigue. I am physically tired, but my brain won't shut off. Me every night. Not kidding. We can see low blood pressure, difficulty concentrating, panic attacks. The reason why I'm saying this is this is one mineral. One mineral. So what we have to do as practitioners is we have to say, okay, are you vegan? Factor. Doesn't mean that it's wrong. It means that we need to get in there because zinc is predominantly in omnivore, higher in omnivore, but we need to balance it. Do you have an IUD? IUD. You got it. <laughs> Too many acronyms. Do we have an IUD? Check. Have we been on birth control? Check. Where's the gut health? What have you done? All of this is going to play or be cofactors. And that's what I like is cofactors because if we don't go after those nutrients and look at that food and that stress, bam, all of these other dominoes aren't going to be going down like we want. And that's the thing is with the birth control pill, it can be impacting our body in big ways. Like you just talked, that's just a few nutrients. And with the pill, it depletes your body of B vitamins, of vitamin C, of selenium, of zinc, of magnesium. And these nutrients are so vital for the functioning of your body, for the health of your skin and the health of your hormones. Mm -hmm. Now, when we look at the other three ways the pill impacts, like we touched on, is your gut. 
like the birth control pill can actually alter your gut's microbiome, can impact that balance of good and bad bacteria and yeasts. So we see so many birth control users, maybe like either past or current chronic yeast infections because that microbiome in their gut is struggling. There's an overgrowth of bad bacteria. There's an overgrowth of yeast, say something like a candida. It can also be contributing to leaky gut, Mm -hmm. contributing to the irritation of that gut lining. And when we have that leaky gut, it allows the tight cell junctions to pull apart and undigested food particles and toxins and whatever it may be can enter into the bloodstream, cause systemic inflammation, which leads to acne. Then when we're looking at the detox pathways, we know that the, the birth control pill does a massive number on the health of the liver. And it delivers all pharmaceuticals. All pharmaceuticals, right? Right. Our, yeah. So if you're compounding that with that antibiotic, with that spironolactone, with that Accutane, with those topicals, that's the liver. It's slowing it down. It's making, the, it's like, I, I'm too overworked. I don't want to do this anymore. Like you guys just figure it out. And then you're left with all these symptoms. And we already discussed that ways how it impacts your hormones. Where the two classic ones, Chris, that we see for post-pill clients is, which I dealt with myself, is an estrogen dominance mm-hmm. or an androgen rebound. Mm-hmm. Where an estrogen dominance, we have either too much estrogen in the body or too much estrogen in relation to its little partner progesterone, or we look and or the androgen rebound where since the birth control pill, now the reason why it's used for acne is thinking is that it suppresses androgens and that androgens are the cause of acne. So it's going to st- suppress your androgens, get rid of that sebum production and clear up your skin. Amazing. But what happens, Chris, when you come off of the birth control pill, you get what's called an androgen rebound, where all of that testosterone, all of those androgens that have been like held back, I always explain it. It's like that frat guy that's getting in a bar fight and his buddies are holding him back like, no, man, you can't go. And then he breaks free and he comes barreling out. That's basically that androgen rebound. So we really, when we're looking at the birth control pill, it's the gut implications, the liver the hormones and the nutrients. And this is what was true for me. And this is why all the topicals in the world weren't going to save me because my gut was a mess. My liver was real angry. My hormones were all over and my nutrients were just gone. So what happens? Can I add one? Yeah. Yeah. I'd add one. Of course. I'll allow it. This is, (laughs) you're welcome. Katie. (laughs) Chris better be getting a gold star today. Gold star today, everybody. The other thing is when it comes into the minerals, because obviously this is where my brain goes, right? And when I was talking about the copper, copper is really codependent and requires strong adrenal function. Your body needs strong adrenal functions so that those hormones work. So you can see that huge interconnection, right? So we have to look at the adrenals because that is that aggressiveness, those mood-like swings that you can see when coming off and they're not really desirable. So we end up going back. But again, that aggressiveness can be that androgen rebound. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to add that extra one. Can we add that? Can we add the, the adrenals? Of, oh, of course the adrenals. Yeah, Absolutely. The adrenals are a massive implication. Yeah. The adrenals have to go in there because it is such an understatement. And, and that's, in, again, still in that stress-like response. But without those strong adrenal functions, copper doesn't transport. Then copper transports iron, you know, and copper is with zinc. So now we have a medley mass. And how many acne sufferers and birth control users are anemic, struggling with low iron. Yeah. And I always say, are they? Yeah. Are, are they? they? Or is this copper? Is copper involved? It's copper. Yeah. I knew it was her. Yes. As my late mother-in-law would put me as copper. <laughs> That's not my son. My son can't do that. <laughs> Chris, 
<laughs> She's the copper. She's clearly the copper. I'm the copper. So now, Chris, we know how I've told my story. You know, you, you've had your own story when it comes to using the birth control pill. You used it for over a decade as well. Again, it's, it's so common in our world that women just take the pill. So we've looked through how it's impacting the body, but let's talk about how does it stop pregnancy? Because I think a lot of women, they, they actually have no idea. They don't realize that the birth control actually has your brain stop talking to your ovaries, essentially. I think you really summed it up there. It, it does. It just puts this blocker in and it's going to be, remember we talked before, we've said it before, progesterone, I call them tins just because when people are trying to, progesterone, now I can't say, <laughs> now I'm going to mess it up. But synthetic progesterone, you can get it alone. You can get the estrogen alone, but it's no different than you're going to work and there's a road closure and everything has to revert. Well, what happens now you've got a backup of traffic. Everything has to go this way. You're going to be late. You're not, you know, you're cranky. Everything's not sufficient, you know, and that's going to perpetuate and that's going to build on your day. Mm -hmm. And that's how this estrogen, I, I was, that's what I call, almost called the estrogen rebound, not in the same, but that estrogen rebound, then it just affects all of those factors. Absolutely. So, and with the birth control pill, because it's, you know, essentially cutting that telephone cord between your brain and your ovaries. Mm -hmm. And that's again, dating us because we know what a telephone cord is. I feel like anyone uh, that's 25 and under has no idea what we're talking about. But back in the day, you guys, your phone was attached to the wall, which had a cord and you can only go so far. Don't worry. We're not that old, right, Chris? We're not that old. Some of us older than others. Adds a retinol to cart. Adds retinol to cart. Essentially what it does is it tells the body, hey, I'm already pregnant. Exactly. It fools the body into thinking that it's pregnant. So the body mm -hmm. is unable to continue with the pregnancy. And, oh, there's another little side one, which I think is important for women to know. Oh my God, Chris. Clearly I had a coffee today. <laughs> Can't take it anymore. Getting <laughs> out of my seat. This is an important one. It's that when you're on the birth control pill, you don't, don't actually get a period. Mm -hmm. The bleeding that you're having each month isn't a real mm -hmm. period. It's just a breakthrough bleed. Did you know that, everybody? Did you know? It is a just for show, here we go. Just for show, here we go. I think that's going to be my, I, yeah. I put on a t-shirt. <laughs> just for show, here we go. Yeah, you're right. It, but because we get it, what happens? Okay, we got it. It can, can birth control pills or any kind of interference with that, can, can it affect... Oh, where am I going with that? I just had it. It's, it's gone. She's trying, she's trying to word it properly. As nutritionists, Chris and I have to be very careful with the verbiage that we use. So we're always yeah. in our brain trying to like, okay, how can I say this in a, in a way that I'm allowed to? So I'll let you mull that over and then we can chat through effect ovulation. Uh, there we go. Is affecting ovulation. And that's right. This is a big thing that we're seeing. You know, one of my close uh, colleagues, Dr. Kelsey Duncan, she's a naturopathic doctor that specializes in infertility. And it's like with this, rise of synthetic hormone use and the rise in infertility rates. Like, is there, we need to be looking at, like, is there a correlation here? Of course, you're going to get those studies that are, again, who is it funded by? Is it funded by the pharmaceutical companies that want you to buy their, their, their medication? We need to be considering, is there an implication with the long-term birth control use and possible issues with getting pregnant? I have no words for that. You want to know why? I, I'm just kind of, uh, because the answer is yes. And it breaks my heart because we have clients in the program and they have been trying for months and months and months. Years. And yeah, and years and years and years. And it just compounds. And so many clients, they come in and I've had a handful in this last 
probably this last year, end up pregnant at the end. Oh, I jumped for and joy. And trying and trying. And uh, I'm just like, <gasps> we get so excited when, I, we, when we get a pregnant, someone gets pregnant in the program. It's just so rewarding. And they've done it. They've, they've gone through it. that program. They've gone through the content. They've worked with us. Some of them don't fully, some of them have this almost like the shell shock. And they say, I can't do a therapeutic because what if I get pregnant? What if? Because they want it mm-hmm. so bad, right? And then they start and they do it. And when they Ugh. they work on reducing those adrenals and they get that mindset and stuff, it all happens. And they were like, I never suspected this would ever happen. Ugh. It is all, all their, their work. work. It is all their work. We're just going to give them the kudos right now. You know who you are, who knows who's listening because there's a bunch of you. So congratulations. Yay. I always say, send me pictures. <laughs> I know. Like, where's our CSS babies I want to see? I love little babies. Yeah, we should. Little newborns are just the sweetest little angels. So that's the thing is exactly for so long, like we've been taking these birth control pills for 10, 15, 25 years. And then for a lot of women, they come off of it and they really, really struggle to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So let's really talk through some of the risks associated as well. And these aren't like made up. These are common, no reported risks, you know, side effects of taking the birth control pill. And these will be things like the uh, increase in breast size, weight gain, or maybe some weight loss. Okay, hold on. People are like, I want an increased breast size. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, you left with that one because I'm like, wait a minute, keep talking, right? Like, well, here, here. Here I am with a natural double D over here. So I'm like, oh, why would you want bigger breasts? I don't want bigger breasts. That's future little Katie's like, no, take them, take them, take them. <laughs> take them. I got enough for everybody over here. But we also will see weight gain or weight loss. Um, mm-hmm. more, some people, sure, some people will see their acne clear up. A lot of people have an increase or worsening of their acne. Mm-hmm. Some people have horrendous nausea. Like Dr. Kelsey, uh, my girlfriend, she says, she, she always tells the story of how when she was on the pill, she was having her mom had to pull over on the side of the road on her way to high school and vomiting because the, the pill was making her so violently nauseous. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotions, heightened emotions, like your PMS is worse, which was, hi, me, because I had those mood swings. God, I have three brothers. God bless them having to deal with me as a teenager because I had horrendous mood swings. Some will get spotting, irregular bleeding, breast tenderness. Here's one, Chris. How many of our clients, you know, maybe let's not put us in there. Sorry, Frank and Steve. <laughs> decreased libido. Whoever has dealt with a decreased libido. Ding, ding, ding. Amen, right? Like that's, I would say, Chris, outside of acne, like the second biggest thing that our clients want to work on and complain about is their libido. And that also could be a low testosterone because again, of these nutritional imbalances. So when we look at this and we're looking, everyone just thinks estrogen dominance, that could be low, but the pill can suppress other hormones. Absolutely. Or maybe we're looking at an increased risk of cervical and breast cancers. Yeah. Maybe we're looking at an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. We've had some clients who had to come off the birth control pill because they were having so many strokes. Migraines. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby, migraines. Maybe they're having, like you mentioned earlier, issues with their gallbladder, issues with their blood pressure, issues with infertility. Um, oh, I have one. To, uh, benign liver tumors, right? That's Ew. benign liver tumors. Uh, I had an aunt who had horrible liver, liver issues because of her like 25 years of taking the birth control. We are going to be seeing maybe a lower amount of bone density, like a decrease in your bone density. 
increase in some blood clotting. And that other one that we already talked about is yeast infections, whether it's a, a yeast overgrowth or chronic yeast infections. And this is where we usually see cystic acne. Yes, the, the yeast infections for sure. Right. So cystic acne, especially when we have the the drive of the estrogen. So as you're starting to determine, do I have this? Do I have that? Is it PCOS? Is it endometriosis? Mm-hmm. Am I just all over the place? Is it birth control? Should I come off? Shouldn't I come off? These factors are all going to have to be considered. Absolutely. Like, it, as we always say, it's not a one size fits all. This is the deal for every single person. Like, even when we look at our post pill clients, because we, and again, we have clients that choose to stay on the birth control pill out of their own personal decision. And, and we work with them matter what. I would never turn somebody away because they decided to stay on their birth control pill. I just want to make that very clear. It is an extremely personal decision. So we need to really be able to look at every individual person as an individual case. So in my instance, I had a horrible, horrible um, candida overgrowth. Like my candida was rampant. I had like crazy white thrush on my tongue and I was getting really bad bloating and really horrible migraines. So my journey would look a little bit different from somebody who maybe their issue was they had a little bit of the overgrowth, but it was like their estrogen dominance was buck wild. So that's why it, it can't just be a, I'm going to go on Google and Google post pill acne. How do I clear it up? So Chris, now let's kind of dig into two things. I want to dig into alternative options for birth control, should somebody wish to go that route, because there are other options. And then we can talk about what we can kind of start doing and how we work with our clients when they're when they're either coming off of the pill or are, are off of the pill. So I'll, again, awesome. I'll pass you the mic, Chris. Let's talk about... Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. <laughs> so as we mentioned, take deciding to not to take or to not take the birth control is ultimately your decision. Mm-hmm. You are the one physically taking the pill every day. It should not be up to Chris and I, it should not be up to your partner. It should not be up to a family member. This is your personal decision. And I know my husband knows I love him. He is so wonderful. Let me just like preface this, Frank, bless your soul. And, and <laughs> he knew when I, when I came off the pill and we had our kids, I was not going back on that. And if you wanted to have sex, guess what? You were putting a condom on. And that was the end of story. I have a bit strong of a personality. I don't know if you guys can tell that, but I'm a very strong-willed individual. So I let's let Chris talk. <laughs> okay, Chris, you go next. Like, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm talking about that personality. I'm let you continue on, Chris. I'm going to go cry in the corner here. So after they've made, Chris, they've made the decision for themselves. They want to come off with the birth control. They want a different option. Yeah. What are some options they have? Well, I think the most common is male or female condoms option. Easy. Cheap and now, yeah, and they've come a long way, right? If there's latex allergies, these types of things, we've got a lot. There's clean ones, organic. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, like, I got those. They got some funky ones, right? Yes. You want to spice it up? Grab a rib. I don't know. At the end of the day, those are your options, right? And it's an easy option. And here's okay. Let me interject one more time, and then I promise I will zipper up my mouth and throw the key away. I don't lock it and, and throw. I I don't believe myself either, but it was it was fun to put out there. Is any man, <laughs> any man that says, oh, well, it's not as pleasurable for me to have to wear a condom. Okay, dude, sure. It's a percent less pleasurable for you. But here I am having to take a pill every day that makes me effing crazy, that makes me have mood swings, that is causing me to have acne, that is giving me painful this, that is impacting my health. 
and you, you want me to do that for decades and years just so you can have a percent more satisfaction. See ya on to the next goodbye. I don't, did, did, you, did that come across too aggressive? I don't know. Can you see me sweating? Lift your, uh, can you see it right there? So see the sweat rings. Okay. Let's see you guys. Like, that's it. That's it. I'll back up. <laughs> like, how do you even fall I'm that? stressed. Right? Okay. So we have the male and female. By the way, for those men that don't like that, they have the little thin ones now too. So long. Get over your ego. Yes. It's not like the 1970 put on the rain jacket and just hope for the best, right? So there's also what we call the FAM or the natural tracking. So it's, you track the fertility days, you use period trackers, you can check your internal temperature, right? That's really great for the thyroid as well. The basal body temperature, we can tell when we're, I love, I do it myself, ovulating. You're not allowed to talk. Uh, there's also, <laughs> there's also cervical caps or diaphragms. They should be fitted and they have to be inserted by a doctor. Also remember when we're inserting anything, whether it's an IUD, some kind of cap or something, there is a risk of infection, okay? Because you're taking an synthetic like behavior in an environment that has exposures and you're inserting it into an encapsulated host environment. So there's that. And you want to make sure because, you know, walk into, I don't know, Shoppers Drug Mart or Walgreens or some kind of something and just grabbing one up. It's not like the Diva Cup. It's not like just collecting your menses, right? We're doing it for those purposes. So really tracking it is ideal. Now, for those ladies that have irregular cycles, you know, we're not going to be using the mucus, you know, when we're looking for ovulation. We're not going to be using you know, fertility tracking. But again, still that body temperature, it's pretty ideal. Katie's got these really cool bands that she, you know, throws on and she has her hand up. I'm ignoring her. So yes, Katie, go ahead. I just, I just wanted to add here, if I may, Chris, if I may interject. Shocking. The fertility awareness method or FAM can be really, really good. And, and the reason, like, yes, if you have regular cycles, you can be looking at your change in your cervical mucus because as you lead up to ovulation, your cervical mucus will be very slippery and wet, kind of like an egg white consistency. So that's how you know you're ovulating. And for anyone that doesn't know, because I actually didn't find this out until my mid-20s, I literally made it that far in my life without knowing this, that you can only get pregnant in like a five to six day window around ovulation. Mm -hmm. So this is why when you're charting your basal body temperature, uh, you can really be seeing when you're ovulating. So for me, I wanted to, you know, this was the route I was going to take because I wasn't responsible enough to do it uh, by tracking my days, unfortunately. That's how I have my two little boys, bless their souls. But when I was like, I'm going to take this seriously, I got myself the temp drop. It's um, a wearable basal body tracker or temperature tracker. And I put it on and then it uh, syncs with an app that I, like, each morning I take it off and sync it with the app. And it tracks my cycle and it's going to show me when I'm ovulating. And that allows me to just either avoid having sex during that ovulation window or Frank wears a condom. Or Paige and I pay so that Frank goes to a hotel for the, that five to six day period. Because <laughs> yeah. they have, they still have some PTSD from uh, the last pregnancies. They didn't like working 80, 90 hours a week with my, we got to get this done. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was fun. So go. All right. So. Those are the mainly in the common. Those are the ones I would say if we're going to absolutely go abstinence, if that's, you know, withdrawal is still not safe. And you can go look up the percentages because I'm not here to preach either way. Chris, the with the pullout method, that gives me anxiety. That's how my sister-in-law ended up with three kids. I don't disagree. I'm just saying these are common things we can find. 
I don't want to say anything wrong. No, kidding. So no, I know. I'm just saying these are all the things we can do. Now you're going to have to go and look at the percentages, right? The the IUDs, you'll have a whole bunch of different Ooh, it's not IUDs. things. We also have to look at the risk factor. Okay, IUD it, go. So that's the thing is I think, you know, we can share all of the, these different options. We're really just here to share what's out there so you know there's alternatives. Then you can discuss with, again, ultimately your decision, but you can discuss with your partner, discuss with your your medical practitioner about that the route that you wish to take so you can be properly supported and educated in that decision. We're always about informed. Within your comfort. Within your comfort. We're all about informed consent up in here. Yes. So the other thing is we get a lot. Well, Katie, I don't take the regular birth control pill. I take the mini pill. I use an IUD or I have a copper IUD. Mm. What about those? Chris, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm feeling generous. So I'm going to pass the baton again. I'm going to let you handle. I'm going to let you do mini pill and the IUDs. All right. So mini pills and or the progesterone only ones, no estrogen. So sometimes people say, oh my gosh, the estrogen made me oh, nauseous and everything like Katie was saying, off to these other ones. Recommended for women who really don't do well or can't do that combination because of those side effects. Now, where a lot of doctors and I've heard clients say, no, my doctor says it's not effective. Again, go look at that research, right? It usually doesn't stop ovulation, but it can still give that like cervical mucus and thick. You're going to have less availability. So you're at the well, whatever they put into it. And we can see some breakthrough bleeding on those. Absolutely. So that's kind of one, but it is synthetic. Okay. It is there to what the, what the concept is, is it's there to kind of act like progesterone. But when we have anything that enters our body that is to act like, it can displace. I'm allowing you to go. I'm staying quiet over here. It's zipped and thrown away. And then, okay, is that good about the mini? Can I move on to the IUDs? I think that was fabulous. Let's move. Let's keep going. Mm -hmm. I didn't interject. I'm being good over here. I'm doing them. (laughs) So we have hormonal IUDs and they're called hormonal IUDs. Then we have the copper IUDs and they're called copper. And I kind of laugh because it's all hormonal. All hormonal. Because they're like, no, I have, I hear this all the time on my DMs. No, no, I have the hormonal, uh, the copper IUD. So it doesn't, that doesn't impact me like that. Irritates the snottage out of me. Snottage out of me. It really does. The snottage. I've never heard that word. The snottage. It is, it is a no thank you, Archie. So... You have to fill them in what no thank you Archie is. Katie, when she wants to discipline her dogs and we're on call, she's like, no thank you boys. But usually it goes like this because Suri's like, a, Suri just, she's a doll. Archie is like, no thank you Archie. No, no, Archie, that's that's a big no thank you. And so this is what I say. So sometimes in our little Slack message and Katie's like, oh, we should do this. And it, that's like a 14 hour project. And she thinks it can be done in this afternoon with 14 clients on docket. I'm like, that's a big no. Thank you, Archie. <laughs> Katie. Period. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Exclamation mark. Yeah, right. So when we look again, that copper, and I said that we're going to, when we elevate that copper, how low, and I see this with clients all the time, cystic acne. Chris, I never had cystic acne before. I never had that under, you know, under the skin, big boil-like behavior. It's also copper is the synthesis of collagen, elastin. Who wants youthful, beautiful, flush-looking skin? Me. Me. Okay. You don't have anything else to add or? I just want that. I just, I just want that. <laughs> I would like to have the, 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 my, the youthful skin. 
of my children. Right. Where's, where's your iron stores? So this is, this is kind of where I get heated, right? Cause minerals are my jam. So now like, that's why I'm not interjecting. I'm like about to pull a Katie here. Watch out. <laughs> right. Iron availability. So if we make copper buy one available, cause we have an excess and it can't do what it's doing. It cannot transport our iron. We need iron in that those red blood cells to get glucose into our cells for energy to get our nutrients to our, our body. So yeah, copper boom down the sugar that goes. Um, yeah. So I'm getting really, getting I'm getting heated. really heated. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm doing Chris sweat now. I'm sweating. I'm getting, I'm getting cleavage oh. sweat. That's like Chris oh, sweat. Cleavage you know, that's sweat. That's, that's the next level sweat. <laughs> Here's the thing. Copper builds up in the liver. So let's go right back to what we need to do. Gut and liver and all these wonderful things. And it ends up in the brain. So remember when I said about that psychological warfare and those issues and those, oh, I'm manic this day and I'm okay that day, those types of things. So it can really, we can see in the hair analysis elevated, but really it's a suppressed level. So it's going to suppress our natural ability to use our own copper from food because the oral contraceptive or something. We can also see, really clever here, people that have no life purpose, angry and very sad mm -hmm. when estrogen, that copper gets dysregulated. So instead of, you know, when it says, oh, there's no hormone. Well, listen, if zinc and copper are absolutely there to metabolize hormones and to metabolize drugs, and that's how they work to cofactor each other, and you're going to tell me there's no hormonal implication. Mm -mm. Sweet Lordy. Also, please, and I've never said this before, but please, 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 in my past life, because I know this, it can exasperate ADD, ADHD-like behaviors. Mm. Yeah, we had a client who came in suffering with that ADHD-like behavior post-pill. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. guess who no longer has to take her... ADHD medicine, medication. Mm -hmm. And this isn't for everyone. Yeah, not for everybody. Uh, at the end saying, of the like, day, we, right? We share stories about our clients' experiences so you know that yeah. you're not alone. Like there are other people dealing with this and there are other people that have been able to, again, work with somebody to get to the root cause. This is never something that you would want to do like all on your own. And the final one I just want you to consider is, especially if we have any chronic like virus activity, whether we've had mono or something, Katie and I, the you know, our EBV story, right? Yeah. High copper is, copper is there to support the immune system and is needed for the immune system, right? So is zinc. However, chronic EBV, high copper can exasperate that. And then next thing you know, like we're doing like 50 milligrams of C CBD because we got to get through our day. Are you personally attacking me? I am. <laughs> that was a personal <laughs> attack. Chris Brown. Take no, it away. You have, you have chronic nerve pain. There's difference, but I thought that would be a nice little, there you go, Katie, take that one. <laughs> a little jab. Gentle job for me taking over the, the little soapbox today, doing my pirouettes up on here. So we know all that. Yes. Katie, we, no, know, we, we know, we know this. Know this. We all Everyone know. knows we know now. now. What do we what do? What do we do? That's, that's where we're at. So it really comes down to where are you at? Are you still on the pill and wanting to come off? Or actually, I want to do it two ways. Are you on the pill and you want to stay on it? Are you on the pill and you want to come off? Or have you stopped taking the pill and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. Please, dear God save my soul, right? Those are really your options right there. Three. So when we're going to stay on the birth control pill, because that's the decision that we've made, again, lots of clients that have decided to do, Chris, what's generally the approach that we take for those that want to stay on it? 
we're going to the exact same pathways. We're going to go and look at what they're putting into their bodies, what they're putting on their bodies, and what they're surrounding their bodies with first. Absolutely. Endocrine disruptors in their environment are massive. We've talked heavily about endocrine disruptors. Listen to the endometrius, endometriosis podcast we did last week or even our hormone ones. But yeah, really looking at, is there anything in my personal care products, the fragrances, oh, fragrances all of that, is it mm-hmm. impacting my, um, sorry, the body systems? What about my new cushion socks? Okay, Chris, she's been talking about these cushion socks <laughs> since we got on this We've been on doing podcast recording for like three hours now, and I have heard about these po- these silly socks nonstop. Tell us your po- your sock story, Chris. I know you're dying to share. So I needed new ankle socks, and because my children all seem to have the same size foot as me now, I lose socks. Miniature feet. Yeah. They don't even color coordinate their socks. I do. But so, you know, just so you know, Chris is a very tiny human. Like in, in real life, she's very tiny. You are. Yeah, yeah, you got okay. you got Chinese. Like, didn't you say that you should buy your clothes in the kids section or your your shoes in the kids section because they're cheaper? Yeah, totally. I can go 14, 16, save the tax, and I have a size four and a half foot, so I'm totally so this down. This is why she kids, yeah. kids one tax. Okay, I live in Ontario. That's that's thirteen percent, man. I don't need to be like allocating my money over there. So, Chris, go on about the socks. Okay, so I needed socks, so I went and looked, and I looked at one pair, and I was like, oh, sweet goodness, because I read uh, she the materials. Yep. Okay. Basically plastic. Mm-hmm. 70% was plastic. I put them back on. Dang it. I'm not going to go. So I go and find these socks and they say cushion. And then I look, it's got a bit of spandex. It's got a bit of plastic. It's got a bit of cotton. And I'm like, but oh, they're so <laughs> soft. But they feel so good. But, and I got the socks. So now I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do foot baths and I'm just going to make sure that I don't wear them all the time. And so see when we want something. Yeah. That's like, we do it. That's like me who I get my nails done. I'm like, oh, I wear sunscreen on my hands. I use the more natural gel. I'm fine. It's, it's, I'm just telling myself this so I feel better on the inside. But your vice is socks, as we've learned. And my vice is having my nails done. Right. So I'll let you have your socks if you let me have my nails. Fine. Just don't get my kids to do the nails because under 16, it's a hormone disruptor. I'm so far gone. I've been doing my nails since I was five. So you guys, I'm like, just forget about me. I am just a lost cause at this point. But that's a hidden mm-hmm. estrogen. It is. So, but the, nail you know, polish. we do it. Right. So it's not about not living and not experiencing and not wanting. It's about balancing it. You come in on the pill you're and you're staying on the pill. Okay. This is what we're going to do. Are you comfortable with this? Does it resonate? You Should you change your mind later? Fantastic. Shift, pivot, go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think as a practitioner, I even bat an eye. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's meet you where you're at. So if you're going to stay on the pill, I'm like, that's your decision. Perfect. Let's support you. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to be doing is, as we say on repeat, is anti-inflammatory diet as the foundation. Really focus on all those wonderful, you know, vibrantly colored foods, your fruits, your vegetables, your quality proteins, your healthy fats, not zinc, your zinc rich foods. So think about the nutrients that are being depleted by the pill, mm-hmm. B rich foods. You'll be getting that in your dark leafy greens and say some avocado, vitamin C, Same with magne- magnesium, and, and as well as magnesium, mm-hmm. or we'll be getting vitamin C from red, you know, bell peppers and strawberries and citrus. Maybe you're getting your selenium from a Brazil nut. Maybe we're getting our pump or our, our zinc from our pumpkin seeds. So we really want to be being cautious of the nutrients that we're loving up on. So we also want to be looking at, okay, we know there's going to be some gut implications, some liver, some hormone implications. So maybe working with a practitioner in order to properly support your body, because again, we want to be able to do these protocols in a way 
that isn't going to lessen the effectiveness of your birth control pill. Mm -hmm. So that's a little nugget. Please, again, don't Dr. Google your way into this because we want to make sure that we're not, again, doing something that reduces the effectiveness because that just defeats the purpose altogether. Right. So again, supporting your gut, supporting your digestion, having those healthy like sleep habits, having those stress reduction practices, this will all go a long way should you choose to stay on it. Then the next one is, mm-hmm. let's say you're prepping to come off. Now, if you're someone who's been eating a pretty standard North American diet, you know, the refined carbohydrates, the boxed foods, frozen foods, eating fast food pretty regularly... This is where we would want to consider a, a transitionary period, right, Chris? Generally, like between one to three months, depending how long or what's going on. We really like to assess the needs of the individual and we need to say, okay, so if you're having that standard North American diet, we want to ease this transition and this jump because you're probably going to have a whole slew of symptoms and not going to be fun. So assess the situation. Maybe we're focusing, again, on that anti-inflammatory diet. We're removing the alcohol we're watching our protein, fiber, fat. We're not skipping meals. We're reducing the stress and really helping to, again, smooth the transition between coming off. And then you would be working alongside your medical doctor of when you want to stop taking that medication. So let's say you're in that third category where you've come off of it. It's been a few days, a few weeks, a few months, or maybe even years, right? We have clients who are still dealing with post-pill acne five, 10 years after they've come off. Because a common thing we'll see is women come off to have kids. They come off and, you know, they, they have their kids, you know, maybe they go back on between their kids and then all of a sudden they're, they're late thirties, early forties or done having their kids. And they're like, how is this happening to my face? What is going on? And it's because a lot of times, as we talked about in the beginning, you, you're given the birth control pill when you're haven't even hit puberty yet. When you're 11, when you're 12, when you're 13, you take it for 10, 15, 20 years, you come off, you have your kids have multiple children, maybe go back on between it. And all of a sudden you're 35, 38, 40 dealing with post-pill acne and post-pill syndrome because your, your, your body's been struggling for so long and you've just been suppressing the symptoms and covering them up. And now we're just dealing with a bit of a hot mess. So where do we need to go from here? So of course, this is not a one size fits all approach. When we're dealing with post-pill acne, like we are dealing with any type of acne, it needs to be dealt with in a way that works for your body, in a way that is specific to you. So this is, again, why we use functional testing with our clients in the Clear Skin Solution. We always start with them with a hair trace mineral analysis because this allows us to see what's happening underneath the surface of the skin and properly support the pathways in order to get to where we want to go. Do we have clients that end up using a Dutch? Absolutely. But we want to use a Dutch, which is a urine-based hormone test, a functional medicine test, after we've done the gut and the liver work, because we can really be seeing more of that, as we like to call hormone residue, after we've done the gut and the liver work. So when we're looking at what needs to happen, oftentimes with our post-pill clients, one, we need we usually start right away with, with replenishing nutrient deficiencies. So we're really cautious of, are they getting their B foods, their C foods, their selenium, their magnesium, their zinc foods, like really making sure we're beefing those up. Do we need to be helping replenish those stores with specific supplements? But again, we don't want to start supplementing with different multivitamins and, you know, high dose Bs if that's not what we need based on our testing then we're really loving up. You hear me say this on repeat, that anti-inflammatory diet, foods that are going to be nourishing the body from the inside out, naturally reducing inflammation. They're very high nutrient density foods. They're also going to be giving us a rainbow of food. So making sure that you're eating all the colors of the rainbow throughout the week, because this is going to give you very variation in your nutrients. And we want to be getting these from food because your body 
recognizes the nutrients and foods. It knows exactly what to do with them. So they're able to go in there with often their cofactors or other nutrients that are needed for proper absorption and utilization of those nutrients. Then the dietary components. We want to be making sure having protein, fiber, healthy fats, you know, looking at our caffeine intake. Do we want to switch to a decaf or a matcha, getting our sleep, our stress reduction? And once we have that foundation, this is where we need to be looking at, okay, do they have a candida? Is there a yeast overgrowth happening? All right, we're going to have to go through more of a gut microbial style protocol to rebalance that microbiome. Are they having really sluggish liver pathways? Which pathways are sluggish? We're going to need to support it like this, maybe with homeopathics, maybe with specific, um, you know, different herbal nutrients. And I, I always encourage you, don't just go to Google or go to Instagram and type in candida cleanse or type in liver detox because one, these are, these are more difficult protocols to be going through. And we often see women that are like, oh no, I did a candida protocol. Uh, so my candida is gone. Nope. You just didn't do the protocol right because you followed a, a simple four week, 12 week, whatever, and you didn't properly combine dietary component with the antimicrobials or antifungals that were needed in order to effectively clear it out. So these are really big mistakes we see people making is doing the whatever Google says to do for your candida or for your liver and you're just wasting your time. And if you're buying supplements, you're going to be wasting your money because we want to be making sure that your mineral, what's happening with your minerals, what's happening with your detox pathways, are you pooping? We need to, oh, we need to be making sure that you're pooping if we are dealing with any type of, you know, acne, but especially looking at the uh, birth control pill, post-pill acne, we need to be making sure we're having healthy bowel movements. And then of course, once we've done all of the gut, you know, got that gut inflammation down, repaired the gut line, rebalanced the microbiome, flushed the liver, looked at your lymphatics, how are your kidneys functioning? That's when then we want to be looking at our hormones because we know that our hormones rely on the health of our gut and our liver in order to function properly. So it's almost like a moot point doesn't matter about, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but we don't want to skip the gut and liver in favor of just taking a hormone balancing supplement because this is where we're back at that band-aid approach. So no matter where you're at, you can absolutely be supported focusing on that anti-inflammatory, really looking under the surface of the skin of what's happening in order to help get rid of the post-pill acne. And I am here to tell you with firsthand experience that you can clear up post-pill acne. You don't need to suffer because I dealt with post-pill acne for five years of cystic acne. And here I am today, completely acne-free. Do I get the odd pimple here and there? Absolutely. It's normal. It's really fine. But that chronic acne that was embarrassing and scarring, and I can, I can still remember the emotional and mental toll it took on me. I got to the root cause. I fixed my gut, fixed my liver, fixed my hormones, fixed my nutrient depletions. And here I am, you guys. <laughs> Well, 15 years, 10, 15 years later, now teaching women how to do the same. I want you to know that there are other options. And of course, if you want to learn more about this, you can head over to katiestewartwellness.com. If you need help, we are here in the Clear Skin Solution. Apply to work with us. We know what we're doing. This is what we do day in and day out. And we're here to hold your hand the whole way. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm at, uh, not the one hour mark. So I got to get off my soapbox or Chris is going to have to get one of those like, you know, canes where you pull the people off the stage. I can see her getting the cane ready now. So everybody getting it ready. ready. She's like, I have it. Let's go. I've been in the corner. Let's drag you off the soapbox. Anything else you want to add? Oh my gosh. I ate my lunch. I took a nap. I had my nails done. It was fantastic. Yeah. Fed the dog. Bruno went for a walk. 
Anything else you want to add to any parting gifts? Absolutely not. I think we've covered it. And, you know, just it's your journey. Actually, yeah, it is your journey. It's your journey. So let us meet you where we need to meet you and then go for it. You're the driver. We're just the GPS. All right. That's it for us in the Clear Skin Chronicles this week. You guys, I can't wait. Next Wednesday, you're going to love it. We'll see you then. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.